Hello, my lovely ones, and welcome to Mumming with Magli, the podcast for any mum who has absolutely no idea what the fuck she's doing. I'm Magli, your host, and I can confirm I have no idea what I'm doing. Join me every week as I try and tackle this parenting business, the ups and downs, and the many trials and tribulations. Other moms will also join us and share their story. Let's open up the conversation around the hardships of motherhood and all the pressure that comes with it. Hopefully, it'll make us all feel less alone in feeling lost and completely winging it. I know I am. Enjoy, and don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Fuck, we don't even get a pre-chat. Hi guys, welcome back onto the podcast. <laughs> Magli here and my sister Sarah. So she said that because we've just come onto like the studio where we record and I hadn't pressed the record button when she came on. And then when I press the record button, it goes like five, four, three, two, one, go. And I was signaling to her that that's what it was doing. Do you see those signs, by the way? Or is it just me that sees it? Yeah, we see them too. Okay. Um. Anyway, and then I signal to her to like go to start talking (laughs) and that's the first thing that she said well because as the listeners would know we talk a lot usually it's been on and off the past few weeks but normally we speak a lot and so we often have a pre-chat and then a post-chat of podcast recording i haven't spoken (laughs) to you in days and i thought oh we'll have a quick chat before we start recording you're like no that's on go (laughs) i did text you being like by the way this is what's on the menu Okay, guys, we are going to talk about... You had a big family weekend this weekend, didn't you? I did. I'm still (laughs) recovering. Yeah, she's panicking because I asked her that as she was drinking. What are you drinking? Um, Cold coffee. Shruti didn't drink her cold coffee this morning. So I remade it and I did more ice and I'm drinking it now. Delicious. Enjoy. Um, Yeah, big family weekend and I had my big solo parenting weekend. Why don't you, why don't you take it away? Go. How was the weekend? <laughs> I was sad. I couldn't make it. I really was sad. Uh, well, but... if, you, if you would let me start, like you're signaling to let <laughs> to start, I would have started off by saying, we really missed you, Magli. But now that you've intervened, we didn't miss you. <laughs> no, go back to missing me. Go back to missing <laughs> me. Okay. Tell us, tell us about the weekend. No, no. Weekend was good, but short. We did miss you, obviously. And George and Isla. Just for background, it was my auntie's, well, our auntie's, our uncle's wife, 50th birthday party in France in the same city where our nan lives. And the whole family got together. It's the same big group where we all get together for big festivities, Christmas, etc. And I didn't go because George was away on a stag weekend and we couldn't find anyone to have Magnus. And also, I think logistically, just me traveling by myself with Isla, we needed... We needed to drive because, you know, she lives far away from an airport, blah, blah, blah. I think it would have been a lot for me just for like one night or two nights. I know you did two nights, but yeah, I think it would have been a bit too much. So yeah, that's why we didn't go. Okay. I mean, we we found it quite a lot Mm. and like, I mean, 11, do you know what I mean? So like, but it's it's quite long because we traveled, it's six hours, traveled Friday afternoon, evening, and then we were there all day Saturday big family dinner Saturday night and then after lunch we left on Sunday so it's a very quick turnaround even though you drive it's like half the passengers are relaxing it's still quite tiring the whole like concentrating on the road not crashing you know (laughs) slightly important (laughs) 
No, but it is tiring. Driving is tiring. And I think also, like, you feel a bit gross in your body because you're not moving at all. You're literally sat. You can't really stretch yourself. And it's just, like, it's boring. Mm. Then there's traffic. I know you had a delay, um, and that's just mentally frustrating. Oh, my God. Yes. We got stuck in major traffic on the way there, um, which meant we missed our Eurotunnel which meant we got there even later than we were meant to be there. So we didn't get there till 11 o'clock French time or nearly midnight. And, you know, you just you just want to climb into bed and it's not your bed. And then you have to find your hotel and everything else. I mean, good thing is, since it's the town our grandmother has lived in for 30 years, we know the town quite well. So it was quite easy to figure out where we were going. Shruti obviously was no help because she's only been there once and it was dark and she's not great with mapping things out or logistics <laughs> she doesn't make a great co-pilot but she makes a great dj yeah also important although to be fair i think george makes a good dj as well i can't i don't like the pressure of being dj it feels like a lot of pressure mm. on a road trip to be designated the role of dj i really don't like it um how was owen on the trip owen was great oh my god oh my god no technology during the trip so we didn't have any iPad, no laptop, no nothing. Um, he was allowed to download one movie on my phone and one movie on Shruti's phone, just in case of an emergency, like, to keep him occupied. But he only watched 45 minutes of it um, in the six hours on the way there. That's like, good. What did he do? And I'm not quite sure. I'm not much. I'm pretty sure he was bored the, the whole time. But it's just nice that to have him more disconnected. Um, from a behavior standpoint, it's helped tremendously. Yeah, give us a little bit of background because we spoke last week, didn't we? And you had mentioned that you changed and then we'll get onto our weekends. You had changed something in your lifestyle and Owen's lifestyle regarding technology, etc. Give us that info. So we were noticing a, be- a pattern that every few weeks or so, Owen would have a massive meltdown often linked to something to do with technology. So this happened about a month ago. And what we would decide is at that point of the meltdown, we would take away technology for about a week or so. He would be great again. We would give back technology. And three weeks later, it would go back into this vicious cycle. So rather than keep going through this cycle, because that's insanity, we've decided to try and change things. So we basically stripped all of the technology away from Owen. So he's only allowed his iPad or laptop um, during the week if he has homework to do. And otherwise, he's not allowed it at all during the week. And on the weekends, he's only allowed the Xbox, but three hours on Saturday, three hours on Sunday, and that's it. After those three hours, you can't go on it anymore. And giving him that time limit to that set time, it just has helped. It means now he's spending more time outside. He's being in the garden, jumping on the trampoline, going for bike rides, meeting up with friends in the park. And he's just being more social and active and I think also like because he's being active in his body it means he has less energy than to then fight with us and he's then more calm so that's been fantastic amazing incredible then that you also managed to keep that for the journey yeah and so we've been trying to be very consistent about it so that's been happening for six six weeks or so now we did get a bit of a small tiff on Sunday night when we came back because our rule is once it's he goes to bed on Sunday 
he no longer gets the Xbox. Like we put, we literally unplug the Xbox. So it's not even there. He can't see it. It's not even in his mind. And at nine o'clock, we turn off all technology so that he has 30 minutes before bedtime to kind of disconnect. Mm-hmm. Now we came back, it was 7.30 and he was hoping that he would have an hour and a half of Xbox. Oh. But there were other things that we needed to do, like have dinner. Shruti and I also wanted to be able to enjoy the living room space, which is where normally the Xbox was. And so there was a bit of a conflict last night of the fact that we said no Xbox, though technically he could have had some extra time, that one hour and a half time of his three hours. But we put our foot down and said, no, it's a family time. We want to enjoy dinner together and relax after a long journey. And that didn't settle well because he expected to be able to play on his Xbox. But we got over it, sort of. He went to bed, you know, and that was the end of that. Good. I think, no, but it's never easy, isn't it? And I think if you're noticing, you know, changes, like positive changes in his behavior and in his, you know, mental state, it's amazing. Yeah, but but I'm not going to lie. Of course, it's quite hard because where, where do you draw the line, right? Everybody has different limits of frustration of when they want to draw the line. But also, you know, I wasn't always pro-Xbox. I never wanted to buy the the Xbox One. Mm-hmm. And you and George spoke and, you know, George gave the, the, um, the reference that he remembers being a kid and wanted to play on the Xbox and not being able to. And, you know, for that little boy inside of him, he wanted to do this for Owen. And I totally understand. And I want to also be supportive because this is something that Owen is really interested in. And he goes to coding clubs sometimes during half term learning about YouTube creation of videos and gaming and stuff like that. So I also don't want to like hinder his ambitions and his aspirations, but at the same time, like there needs to be a balance and it's hard figuring out what is the right balance. I mean, I have absolutely no point of reference, but from my point of view, it feels like you found a pretty good balance from a completely like objective you know, point of view. Yeah. And and look, for now, it's working for us. So I try not to think too much about what, you know, other people do. But obviously, mm. parenting is like the most like self-dounding job you can have. Like, we never really know what's right or wrong. And everybody's different. And everybody's family circumstances are different. So there's no point of reference, as you say. There's no guide to this shit. No. Um, <laughs> anyways, I'm going on a tandem. A tandem? I'm pretty sure that's a two-person bike. You mean a tangent? Uh, Yeah. What's the (laughs) phrase? Tangent? Yeah, I'm going off on a tangent. Oh, sorry. That I was going off on a tangent. My bad. Not a (laughs) two-person tandem bike. (laughs) Go on. Give us the goss about the weekend. I want to know the goss. Um. Okay. Goss is a great weekend. The hotel was really lovely, very quaint and French, you know, with like the beams and everything. Mm. Um, got to have croissants for breakfast. So like, that's never a bad thing. No, amen. <laughs> and then we spent Saturday morning with our mom and our stepdad, Colin, and we did the little train ride around the town. So Shruti got to see a bit more of the town. Oh, um, cute. And see- like all its architecture and everything else, which was really lovely. Uh, plus it was raining, so it was covered. So it was a great way to like be outside, but mm-hmm. not be soaked. Then we all met for lunch at the creperie and we had a delicious meal. So all the whole family came. How many people were there? Like 15? Yeah, 17. Oh my gosh, can you imagine? A table for 17 people. But that is what we're like always when we do things like this. It's so funny. Yeah, but obviously they had booked 
the day before they had booked, so it was all right. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, you can't just show up to a restaurant and be like, yeah, 17 with us. <laughs> um, obviously, they couldn't fit us in as one table, so we got divided. And then it was a discussion about who sits where, oh. uh, as always. Yeah. Even if it would have been one long table, though, it's always like who sits who sits not in because... the middle, who sits at the edges. Exactly. And not because necessarily people have preferences of who to sit next to, although obviously we all have preferences and not because like... I don't know what just... you could be talking about, Magli. I have zero preferences. <laughs> Shush, we all have preferences, not necessarily because we prefer the person, but you just, you're closer to that person. You can't be, can't have the same exact relationship to 17 people, you know? So, yeah. Okay. Who's surrounding you? Did you get a good table or a bad table? <laughs> Someone suggested, oh, we should have like a young table and an old table. Uh, and mom was like, so what are you trying to say? That I'm not young enough to be at the young table? <laughs> the classic. And then the other classic would be English and French. And French. Um, but there weren't enough English speakers to do an English table because you and George like, not necessarily, there. No, I know, but as in not necessarily just the English the, speakers, but the people. the edges. You put the English people, uh-huh. And closer to the people that at least can speak or at least understand English, which to be fair, it does make sense. Like, <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. But anyways, um, so we had young and less young um, <laughs> tables, which was lovely. But then obviously like half of the table ordered drinks to start, but then the other table weren't told that we could. So then we did a second round of drinks, like, and then it was just a bit of chaos. Yeah, it's um, always chaos. Because, you know, nobody likes to miss an opportunity of alcohol, especially when Amen. you're surrounded by 17 of your nearest and dearest family members. <laughs> it's funny, but it's so true. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Trudy basically didn't drink all weekend. And I think that's also because she doesn't understand French. She, she doesn't need to drink as much. Yeah. <laughs> also, she's one step removed. So there's less. There's less trauma. <laughs> yeah. So much trauma. Oh my goodness. I really love these weekends with our family, but it's true. You slowly start uncovering like hidden treasures of trauma <laughs> from your childhood that, like, <laughs> you haven't quite let go. Not quite sure you know how to let go. Give me a for instance. <laughs> I, I don't even know, but like. Okay, you can tell me after we finish. I don't know means I don't want to broadcast it to the world. <laughs> No, no, but like I don't know if it's drama, but okay. I know, I'll give you a clear example. Um, we tried to have a video call with you and the other people that can't join the weekend, so that you somewhat are included. Mm -hmm. Now, this is sometimes great, sometimes it's complete utter chaos because yeah. the poor other person on the other side of the phone or more video camera literally just hears muffles of shouting and yelling because we're all talking together and there's no real good internet connection so then you just get blurred faces as somebody passes the phone around yeah it's so funny and also sometimes you the big group two people try and connect from the big group and then the sound quality it just like crosses and then you just get this like sound oh. so it was me and Isla going into the video call and then it was our mum's godfather in the video call and then one of our cousins as well couldn't make it and he was in the video call and it was it it wasn't great that one did not work out I'm not gonna lie 
<laughs> but even the logistics of the video call. Magali, I had to call you because we said we would do it in that the evening of the Saturday. So I call you to make sure, okay? Now, obviously, as the organizer of the video call, because I'm the admin of it, they all come to me to sort it out. But I'm not a decision maker in our family. So I have admin rights, but no power. <laughs> it's, oh my gosh, that's such a good way to put it. It's so true. I think the people, mum, our mum and Florence, which is our auntie, our mum's sister, I think they're the two ones with the main and power. And Olivier, because it was his weekend organising it. Also true. So I call you Saturday night, just before we're trying to do some events to kick off the birthday party, to try and figure out when we're doing this video call. I thought it was Saturday night. Our uncle goes, Sarah, sort it out for now. I then say, <laughs> okay. Let me call Magli to check that she's available now. I call Magli. Magli says, I spoke to mom. We're doing it tomorrow at 12. And I'm like, mom, what are we doing? And then they all agree in the room. I know it's fine. We'll do it now so that you can participate in opening the gifts and you can see our happy auntie just being spoiled. I hang up after confirming this with you. 30 seconds later, no, it's going to be too much chaos to have them on the call now. We should do it tomorrow. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> so then I have to text you be like, so sorry, Max, change of plan again. Call you tomorrow. Oh, and, but, and when we spoke on Sunday, it was just like, oh, like it was lovely. Don't get me wrong. Part of it is really, really lovely because obviously I was gutted that I wasn't there. And it has been difficult, you know, in the group chat, everyone being like, oh, can't wait to be reunited, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just sort of silent because I'm not part of the plans. And so I was look looking forward to seeing everyone. But then also part of me is like, do I really need it? Like not thrown in my face, but I don't know if I want to watch everyone have fun and just sit there by myself watching everyone have fun, like from, from the outside. You know, I do know, and I think we we have regular video calls with our family because we're often all dispersed, most of them across different parts of France, and then me and Magli in the UK. So we have every other week we have a Sunday family call where we kind of check in with each other for an hour and just see everyone, and that really works because everyone is kind of separated, and so we're all on screen together. Once in a while, we'll get like two or three people together in a room, but then you know there's still twelve of us online. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it works, but when it's fifteen of us in a room and four people online <laughs> oh my gosh it was just chaos the phone was getting passed around like a hot potato just like say hi say hi and it, you just ask the same thing to everyone as well because don't get me wrong we are close but it's not like we speak every single day either so like with every person it was like hi you okay how's the weekend are you happy to be reunited how's the weather yeah okay next person hi you okay how's the weekend are you happy to be reunited how's the weather do you know what i mean and it's like oh or they keep repeating to you oh we miss you shame you're not here no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, but the party was fun. Mum said that you didn't get out of the restaurant until like 11. Well, Ooh. okay. So we all meet at our grandmother's apartment at 5.30 for the pre-events to the dinner, which include a few cocktails, thank God, um, some presents being opened. And then there's a slideshow of our auntie's life with photos of family and her and everything. Lovely. 
She cries because this is the second time she's seen this. She saw it once already at the party in Turkey that she had with her side of the family. But they didn't want us to miss out. So we watched it again and she's bawling her eyes out like she can't stop. Second time she's watched this. (laughs) Nothing has changed since the first time. But she's still so moved by the love and joy of this family. She's bawling her eyes out. Oh my gosh, which is so, so sweet. And so on brand for her. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bless her, bless her. Love her. Then we start heading to the restaurant. The restaurant... Reservation is for eight o'clock, so we leave at like half past. It won't take us 20, 30 minutes to walk, but you know, some people are slower, some are faster, so we get there. I have a question, by the way. In the group chat, you know, the location of the restaurant was put in the group chat, and then Colin, our stepdad, just for reference, replied to the message being like, I think it's a bit far for us and it's all uphill. Was that a joke? That's Yeah, that was the crepe for lunch. Yeah. And it's literally 100 metres from our hotel. Oh, because I didn't think, like, Colin, that is, he's such a placid man, isn't he? He just, <laughs> but it's so true. I mean that in the most positive way possible. He's just so easygoing and I couldn't believe that he was like, not talking back, but do you know what I mean? How dare you say something negative, Colin? You only say positivity or you say nothing? Well, no, but come on, you know what I mean. No, no, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. He's so easygoing. He literally goes with the flow because he realized he's not a decision maker either. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's so true. He's unfortunately, he is at the bottom of the hierarchy. Not not only is he coming into the family, right, because he married a mom, he also doesn't speak French, which means even if he's part of a decision, by the time the final decision it's made, it's changed four times and the conversations have only happened in French, so he's been excluded <laughs> yeah, after yeah, round yeah. one or two. Oh my gosh, that is so funny. That's yeah. so true. But so he made that comment because it's literally 100 metres and there's like 50 creperies in town, so we could have gone to any of them. Okay. They chose the one 100 meters from our hotel. Anyways, that was for lunch. So for dinner, we leave at 7.30. Dinner reservations at 8. We arrive at the restaurant, have this beautiful table. We don't leave the restaurant before midnight, Mackley. Wow. It's 11.56 when we leave the restaurant. It's four hours. And do you know why? I'll tell you why, if you don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> don't even guess. It's not worth it. The fucking smoke breaks between courses. Ah, yeah. So we had drinks. We got a cocktail. Lovely. Delicious. What cocktail did you have? It was a, like, made cocktail for us by the restaurant. Oh, nice. So I had that. There's 17 of us. So, like, the time that they make their way down the whole table, Mm, that takes a good 20 to 30 minutes because people need to think about it. They need to understand all of the ingredients of each of the cocktails. (laughs) And it was either the home cocktail or champagne but what sort of champagne what year of the champagne <laughs> oh my god our family what... is such snobs <laughs> <laughs> but, the, but then and then it was and then obviously some people don't drink so what options are there for the non-alcoholics that wasn't clear so then that was stated oh my goodness that's so funny then we had to order starters choices of two starters first smoke break before food the food hadn't arrived then they come then the main meal but between main meal and starter there's another smoke break because it's yeah. taking a while because obviously the kitchen has to serve 17 course dishes all at the same time yeah half of the table is missing by the time the dishes come <laughs> out for the main meal yeah. some people have gone for a wander to stretch their legs because it's been a while <laughs> 
then main meal then another smoke break we're all then also getting quite hot because we're sitting in the same place no movement drinking copious amount of alcohol and so we're warming up quite a lot so then we decide to you know just go outside sit on the terrace get some fresh air but then obviously they don't want us to have the cake without all of us sitting at the table so then at some point one of the waitresses are you ready for the zerks by chance yes we were ready five hours ago <laughs> but obviously they don't want to rush us and we don't want to rush them and so nothing's been happening for hours <laughs> then we have a beautiful dessert made by the chef and they come out they sing it's lovely moment but and then we eat the cake then we need to also finish the wine that we have in the bottles that we've bought and then we need to do a round of coffees but before the rounds of coffee there's one more cigarette break <laughs> oh my gosh it's so true that's so funny <laughs> yeah I, it's funny but i can tell you with a kid ain't so funny yeah so um, go on how is owen must be bored i think it is a good thing for kids to be bored sometimes and to experience doing nothing but even we don't like it as adults so it is hard for them how's owen yeah and like it's different being bored for four hours stuck in a seat where you can't move eating food that you necessarily didn't choose also or surrounded by a conversation in a language that's different to the one that you can understand poor kid like yeah there's literally nothing he can do i i made an exception that night i gave him my phone to play a few games on my phone during the meal because bless him and he needed to survive we were struggling to survive let alone him (laughs) (laughs) no but i think like you can ha- yeah you can make exceptions it doesn't matter hmm. i think good for you yeah exactly you could see that the youngest one in our family simon is only four Bless him. like he was exhausted he was falling asleep at the dinner table by the end of it gosh yeah what did he do i forgot about him for a second he was sat at the very edge of the table obviously um and so he would go under the table crawl under the table to the middle table where Cookie the dog was laying and then just lay there and cuddled him. Or, or try and pet him and play with him under the table. <laughs> That's cute. That is cute. Did they bring any toys for him? I feel like if it was us and we had come with Isla, we would have bought toys. Yeah, they brought like the interactive like book with the pen where like he has headphones and he puts the pen and then it's says the word so he can start learning to read and recognize and colors and stuff like that yeah it's cool so he did that for a bit but that didn't last long yeah i had also brought a pack of uno so at one point we played uno with owen simon and pierre but we didn't time it well because halfway through our game the plates arrived and we were eating while we'd been waiting 30 minutes before that for the food to arrive yeah But, you know, it it's actually lovely. As much as I make it sound to be, inter- you know, with each other, be able to say hi. And, but I realize because there's so many people, there's a few people I didn't speak to all weekend. Yeah. Other than like giving them kisses and hello as you walk in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Um, And I'm I'm laughing with you as well because it's so funny and it's so true, everything you're saying. But it is. And it's chaotic, but it is so lovely. It's one of the best things about our family. And I'm really grateful that we have that. Exactly. Like, to honestly, like as chaotic, as tiring as it is, you tell me next weekend we have to do it all over again. And I would be in that car to go do it. Yeah, yeah. 100%. 100%. Ours Sunday. So, well, we spoke about Sunday quickly because that's when we did the video call, which was... I mean, that was a write-off. But what else did you do? Did you get together for lunch at Mimi's? Mimi's is all. We just got together for lunch with our grandma. 
um, we ordered pizzas um, and we ate. And then, you know, once we finished eating, we had about half an hour to 45 minutes before we needed to go. Nothing was really happening. And then you're just all kind of sitting, kind of yeah. waiting. And that's all just a little <laughs> awkward too. <laughs> it's like, it's not awkward, but it is awkward. But it's not awkward because yeah. it's your family. But it's also like, we're just sitting here biding time until we need to go home and because there's not enough time to do something and they don't want to start something in front of us because then we'll have to, like yeah anyways. like start a game because we play a lot of games in our family they don't want to start the people that are staying a bit longer they don't want to start like going and playing something without getting you involved whilst you're still there, still there. but yeah now i know what you mean bit madness as always but no it was good it was good yeah yeah, and the food was good. Yeah, and the wine was good. good. Yeah, wine's always good too. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the people. It's about the food and wine. <laughs> yeah, I'm gutted I wasn't there. But I'm glad you had a good weekend and everyone had a good weekend. Now, more importantly, you had the complete opposite of a weekend that I had. While I was surrounded by people, you were a one woman show my one woman show weekend oh my goodness so yeah my first weekend of solo parenting I think the longest solo parenting I've done is maybe just like a day and an evening if that makes sense and then George mm -hmm. will always come back the like the next day at some point in the day but from for this weekend it was from the Friday morning we dropped George off at the airport so he had a stag do for one of his best friends and the wedding that we're all going to is going to be in Barcelona at the end of September but anyway so George was at the stag do we dropped him off in the morning on Friday morning at the airport I drove them with Isla when I say them I mean a friend of George's stayed over the night before as well and I just took him with George and then George got back on Sunday evening so it was all day Friday Friday night obviously Saturday Saturday night and all day Sunday so two nights three days and at the risk of sounding really stupid, not stupid, but silly, I guess, I had such a good weekend and I can't believe it. Oh, yeah, because but that's so heartwarming. Honestly, I was so I was feeling a little bit apprehensive. Don't get me wrong at the beginning. because I was like, what the fuck am I going to do? Like three days, you know, already sometimes just one day when I've got her when she's not a child minding, I think like, oh, my God, what are we going to do today? You feel the need to do something not necessarily special on a normal day but especially for this weekend that was like I had built it up in my head I think a little bit and was like oh my gosh okay I need to make this into a huge deal do you know what I mean and I was putting pressure on myself to mark it somehow and make it into this big thing but then that was adding anxiety to me so I decided to not really make too many plans in advance so in the end on the Friday we saw my friend Jo she had her second baby two weeks ago and so we went to see her and new baby Charlie and that was oh that was so 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 amazing she and by she I mean Isla she was so good with him so gentle I feel like it's something it's like innate that she knows that she needs to be really soft and gentle with her touch and it was really interesting to notice how so baby Charlie has a brother Freddie who's almost three two and a half and Freddie don't get me wrong obviously he loves Charlie and he plays with him blah blah, blah. but it was really interesting that on the day Isla was so much more just wanting to be with Charlie all the time I took baby Charlie and I put him on Isla Lab, and then at one point I went to take baby Charlie away, and she was like, No, no, 
Pepe, Pepe. And she was saying, baby. No, I know. So, yeah, that was lovely. So we did that. Oh, what I was going to say is it was really interesting to see. I wonder if there's some sort of like innate thing as a woman, even when you're a little kid, that you're a bit more maternal. Compared to a boy? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I wonder how much is that is also, you know, societal standards. And even at a kid's age, you know, the girls get dolls rather than cars or trampolines. And I, I know you haven't done that with Isla, but I, I also wonder, I, I don't know how much of it, it would be it like innate from natural point of view versus like slowly we've just said it or done it without even knowing. Yeah, I do get that. But then at the same time, we've got a doll for Isla at home and she barely plays with it. She spends more time on the trampoline mm. and on her tricycle. Yeah, go <laughs> So, yeah, anyway. So that was Friday, Friday evening. Wait, before you move on, did seeing Isla with the baby make like your womb all warm and fuzzy at the potential of having a second baby? Oh my gosh, I'm so fucking broody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did yeah. you ever think... You'd say that after you had her? I've been starting to more recently. That being said, don't give me those eyes. <laughs> that being said, I'm also at a place where I'm enjoying being with Isla so much that I don't want anything to come in between that. So as much as I am getting broody and starting to think that you know what yeah I think mentally I would be ready for another child not necessarily right now but I'm definitely on that path at the moment firstly financially we couldn't afford it and you know that is a factor that you need to bear in mind but I'm in such a good place in myself with Isla that I just want to enjoy that right now because it's taken me a long time to get here and I don't think I'm ready to I know I would love the other baby but I think also... You don't want to give that up just yet. I don't want to give it up just yet. I don't want to give it up just yet. And I'm ready to just be with Isla and just enjoy my time with Isla. So much so, I don't think that I will do this because I think I do want to become pregnant again and I do want another child. But I'm enjoying being with Isla so much at the moment that I'm wondering if maybe just having one child is okay. I mean, it is okay. Oh, sorry. I don't, I didn't mean okay. I mean, okay for me. Like, you know, <laughs> could, would I be happy with just one child? Because originally I didn't think that that was what I wanted. That's not how I pictured my future. That's what I mean. Okay for me, because of course it's okay. <laughs> it's okay to have zero. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't matter. Yeah. There's no right or wrong. But anyway, yeah, I've genuinely been wondering that. Maybe actually I could be happy, yeah, just with one child. Which I totally understand, right? Because, you know, when perfect families are described to you from a TV standard or whatever else, mm -hmm. how many of them have only one child, right? And then if we talk about religion and everything else, it's always about the more kids you have, the more blessings you have. Not that we're particularly religious or anyway, but that's also ingrained from a culture and societal standpoint as well. And so I hear what you say in the fact that, you know, it's not what you imagined. Because I didn't necessarily ever see myself with just one. At one point, I wanted seven kids when I was little because I was slightly <laughs> crazy and financially irresponsible. But but I get it. Like, I don't think I, I would have another one uh, mm -hmm. particularly. But I also think it's interest. It's great and interesting that you're in such a good place with Isla that you're considering potentially not it would be all right for you not to have more 
but more importantly that despite the hardship you had at the beginning with your postpartum you're open to the idea of having more um and i think that just shows how like time is a healer of all wounds right that with time things do get improved and you don't get over it but you overcome them yeah a hundred percent and this is why you know i mean i'm going off track a little bit but just saying this to you this is why i'm so passionate about working with women through yoga and movement to kind of unlock you know those little demons and niggles that we feel mentally and physically to just to release them and feel better but because I really do know what it's like to be in a place where you feel so claustrophobic and like there's no way out and now to be out of it you know I mean my happy bills help but (laughs) it's a it's an ongoing thing and so much so that actually at the weekend so I co-slept with Isla at the weekend because it felt a bit strange I was like she's in her room by herself I'm in my room by myself So I decided to sleep in the day bed, like in the double bed with her. And at one point, I'm laying in the bed. So I decided to co-sleep with Isla. Um, So I was in, like, there's the day bed, the double day bed in her room. And I was in the day bed with her. And one night, I'm in bed with her. And I'm just thinking to myself, I think I could do it. I think I could just be me and Isla. And I wouldn't crumble if George wasn't in our lives anymore. And I feel like that sounds negative as if I'm one day thinking that me and George might not be together or that something, you know, tragic could happen to him. Obviously, I hope that neither of those things happen. But coming from a family where our parents are divorced and let's face it, divorces happen all the time. And I think that that's totally okay. But I also think that a lot of people stay in relationships that potentially don't bring out the best in them and don't make them 100% happy for the sake of children or because they feel like they couldn't do it by themselves. And I think for the first time as a mom, not as a human, I think I'm very happy with myself as a human. And I don't think that I need George to make me happy as a human. I think he's a bonus. But for the first time as a mom, I felt like I didn't need George. Again, he's an added bonus. Like as a as a parent, obviously, Isla needs him. I'm not suggesting. But do you get what I'm trying to say? I didn't feel like I needed him. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if it, does that make sense? It does. And how powerful is that, that you feel comfortable within yourself that you could tackle the world on your own if you need to. That just means that you can bring more energy to your relationship with George because you. it's not the fact that he, he's you don't want him there in any way, shape or form. No, yeah. But actually, it just means that, you know, you can rely on him if you need him. But at the same time, if he's not there, you've got this because you know you can. Yeah, it's it's an interesting shift from before I really felt like I needed him. Like I couldn't be with Isla for a certain amount of time by myself. I really needed him to pick up the load. And now I don't, don't get me wrong, I need it in the sense that it's nice and I want it. I think that's the difference. I prefer it. Of course, it's easier to have someone else help you in your parenting. Parenting is tough, you know. You know, having been a single parent for many years, of course, it's nicer to have someone else share the load with you. But what I mean is for the first time, I didn't feel like being by myself was going to make me crumble. And that was, and not only not make me crumble, I was having a fucking good time. Like I was enjoying it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. 
So at the risk of getting a little bit too like deep and emotional, that is such a fucking huge win and milestone for me. And it was, we had such a good weekend. Like we laughed, we played. On Saturday, we went for a walk in the forest with Magnus. And originally I was just gonna do this by myself because on the Saturday I was like, what do we do? So on the Friday we saw Joe and baby Charlie. On the Saturday, I was like, I wanted to do something, not just stay at home. I thought Sunday, we'll just chill, you know, watch a film, read books, whatever, go for a little walk outside. Saturday, I wanted to do something and I thought, what are we going to do? I didn't want to go to soft play. Weather was quite nice. So there's this like green um, 20 minute drive from the house and near the green, it's like a big field and forest and stuff. And near there, there's a barn and they do really nice brunch and lunch and stuff. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to brave it. Me, Isla and Magnus. I'm going to take the sling, I'm going to put Magnus in the boot, and I'm just going to go, we're going to go for a walk, we'll go for some lunch. And I was a bit nervous, but then in my head I thought, worst case scenario, it's awful, and I turn back, and I go home, and I cry about it. That is literally worst case scenario. And and you're not far from home, so it's not like you've driven hours upon hours, you're stuck in a car afterwards. You're home into your safe refuge within 20 minutes. Exactly. And so I just thought, fuck it, let's go for it. And I was ready to go. And then in the morning, I saw Grace and Charlotte, our neighbours, and Grace was out with some work friends and Charlotte wasn't doing anything. So I said to her, oh, do you want to join us? And she said, yeah, why not? So in the end, she actually ended up joining us. And it was so lovely. Oh my gosh, we had such a laugh because we ended up getting lost in the fields and in the forest. I, for some reason, couldn't remember the way to the barn, like through the fields and the forest. So then it got to a point we were like, okay, shall we just turn back to the car? And then because we had, um, we'd parked the car a little bit further away from the barn, not really not far, but then to like walk and detour around to where we were going for lunch but then we got so lost in the end we were like should we just turn back go to the car and make like drive to the barn for lunch and stuff so we decided to do that but then we literally we couldn't even find our fucking way back to the car we got so lost it was unbelievable <laughs> but but like in a good way unbelievable in a good way as in like it was funny do you know what I mean we were having a good time we were literally trampling through rambles I lost one of Isla's boots absolutely gutted she loves her welly boots but hey her what are you gonna do she was in the slinger at this point she did walk most of the time bless her but then I think it just got a bit much so I put her in the sling and then carried her and I'm literally fighting like corn and stuff in the fields they were so tall um and I must have lost a boot on the way it must have got caught in something and I've got scratches on my ankles from brambles and stuff like honestly I considered going in my flip-flops thank god I didn't because what I really needed were mountain boots (laughs) It sounds more like you guys were going through war rather than going for a walk. Literally. Um, No, but we had such a good time. And then we had lunch and that was delicious. I will admit at lunch, Isla was starting to get a little bit like, not Aggie. I think she was just getting tired. It was getting towards nap time. Everything had got delayed because we got lost. So she had some crisps and I put a cartoon on during lunch. Sean and I had a good lunch. And then, yeah, we just went home. Isla slept in the car. And then I did think to myself, do I encourage a bit more of a nap? Because the car journey was just 20 minutes. Do I encourage her to fall back asleep when we get home? But I didn't. And I think I did really well because she was asleep at 7 p.m. Saturday night. And she slept all the way through to 6.30 a.m. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. You should do this every day now. This is how you and George are going to get your you time back. Oh, it was so, so good. 
Don't get me wrong, though. It was really good, but it really was full on because both mm. Friday and Saturday, her naps happened when we were in the car. So during the day, I got absolutely no respite. Like there was no moment where she was sleeping or napping or do you know what I mean? So it really was full on. And then on the Sunday, we had some friends, well, some friends of mine came over for a cup of tea. And that was really, really lovely, actually. My friend Liv texted me and said, are you doing anything today? And I said, no. She said, oh, me and Russell come over for a cup of tea. And that was lovely, I think, because I didn't have any plans on the Sunday. And I felt really grateful that, you know, she had like reached out and been like, we'll pop over because I think she knew that, you know, I was a little bit like, oh my God, about the weekend. So yeah, and then Isla slept when they were over, which great because I got like sort of adult time, but I had no, there was just absolutely no time where it was just me. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, such a good weekend. I'm really happy. And then we picked George up at the airport on Sunday evening. He came back, we got a takeaway and that was it. Um, I don't feel like there's loads else to report really it was it felt really smooth much smoother than I had expected although I was probably quite lenient but you know you have to pick your battles in terms of meals recently I've decided to be a bit more strict so if I give her something to eat and she doesn't eat it then you're not eating anything else whereas to be fair this weekend I was like okay I'm I'm going with the safe bets she had pizza she had pasta do you know what I mean? I did. I wasn't. I wasn't making things harder. Welcome, welcome to single parenthood. You only have so much energy to, you know, put towards your child. Yeah. You pick your battles. You choose what's important. What was important was you kept her safe. You kept her fed. You know, and you had fun. Exactly. Like, that is an amazing achievement. Yeah. Agreed. Um. So yeah, at the risk of sounding really corny, I'm like really proud of myself. <laughs> You should be. <laughs> um, so yeah, a successful weekend. And today, so normally on a Monday, Isla's with me and she's not at childminding. But today she's with Hannah because Hannah had the day off. So I said to Hannah, can you have Isla? And I'm very happy. It's funny, I'm simultaneously heartbroken, but also ecstatic. But you seem much lighter. Yeah, which is crazy when you think about it, considering I've just spent the whole weekend with my toddler. It's actually really funny. George was away on a stag and he sent me a picture. They went to a boat party on the Saturday and he sent me a selfie of him. Yeah, it looked amazing. On He sent me a selfie of him on the boat and I replied with a selfie of me and Isla. He looks more rested from a stag weekend than I do from a weekend with a toddler. <laughs> My hair is like everywhere in the photo and it looks like I've been put through like an electrical like thing. Like I've had an electric shock is what I mean. Um, It was funny, but yeah, I feel, I feel okay. I feel, yeah. (laughs) So yeah, that is my weekend update. I was going to say something else. Oh yes, this is the other thing that I was going to say. So a couple of weeks ago, a friend of ours went onto a podcast to talk about cricket and it was the funniest thing ever. I said that I was going to tune in and listen. It was just like a 15 minute thing on BBC, I think Radio 4 or something like that. And I said that I was going to tune in and listen. And at the time I was with Isla and I was just on the couch and I tuned in and I listened. And within the 15 minutes of them talking about cricket, Isla fell asleep. And I was like, oh my gosh, (laughs) this is amazing. And then we were joking that like it was a new toddler top tip 
to listen to a cricket podcast to get your toddler to fall asleep. But then it got me thinking, and by got me thinking, I mean George gave me the idea that I should do a Tuesday top tip on the podcast. So, guys and Sarah, you're my first guest to feature on my new feature, Top Tip Tuesday. (laughs) For the podcast. No pressure. No pressure. What's your top tip? For life? For what? (laughs) Anything. I don't... Oh, gosh, I don't even know what the top tip's for. For motherhood, parenthood, single parenting, life in general. Just give me the first thing that comes to your mind right now, your top tip, anything in the world. Uh, Pick your battles and know that everything will be okay. Oh, yes, that is mine as well. Um, We'll make this a joint top tip because mine was probably going to be something along those lines as well, that nothing is ever as bad as you think it is going to be. One of my favorite quotes actually is by Mark Twain. And he says, some of the worst things in my life have never happened. Exactly. But I'm not gonna lie, I feel like it's a bit of a cop out that you're taking my top tip. I feel like you've just like, oh, Sarah's got a great idea. I'm gonna steal hers. Okay, yeah, potentially. You put me on pressure duty to deliver a top tip and then you're not delivering a top tip for your own top tips. (laughs) Okay, um, my top tip is trust yourself a little bit more. I hadn't actually meant for these top tips to be quite so like deep and emotional and spiritual, but I think my top tip is trust yourself because a little while ago, I never would have thought that I could navigate a whole weekend with Isla or even go to the forest and go for lunch with Isla and Magnus, you know. And I don't think we give ourselves enough credit that actually we can do so much more than sometimes we allow ourselves to think that we can. And so that is my top tip. Believe that you can. And even if you don't believe it, I don't really like the phrase fake it till you make it. But for lack of a better wording at the moment, fake it till you make it. Just do it because you will show yourself that you can do it. And I think that comes back, sorry, going back to the fake to make it, it's all about discipline. You know, if you show up continuously, you create these habits, you create consistency. A hundred percent. We've spoken about this before, haven't we? Or was that, I think I was talking about it, no, with Yolanta a couple of podcasts ago, we were talking about um, motivation versus discipline. And I personally don't believe in motivation that much. A lot of the times we don't feel motivated to do things that are going to be a little bit challenging, even though those things are going to be so mentally, emotionally and physically rewarding in the long run. Um, So yeah, agreed. Discipline. So I feel very grateful that I just bit the bullet and went. So yeah, those are our... (laughs) Those are our top tips for you guys this week and I'm hoping to remember to do this with every single um, podcast with every single episode every week Um, if not guys remind me right that is it from us today I'm sending you all lots of love Sarah what do they need to do Uh, subscribe rate and leave us some amazing feedback because this podcast is the shit and you love us so (laughs) tune in on Tuesday morning (laughs) Okay. Ciao, guys. Ciao, ciao.